You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. McFarland, yeah, McFarland Energy, thanks once again for sponsoring the Brad Foe Show, powering us all the way to Toronto, now to Chicago. That's where we're doing this podcast from, and what we're going to do today is we're going to dive a little bit into Rafi Devers. Rafi Devers is going to be making the all-star team, and more importantly, or I don't know, more impl- yeah, more importantly, he's in the conversation for American League MVP. Everyone wants to get to Aaron Judge. Not so fast. Not so fast, my friends. Right now, in the American League players, Rafi Devers leads in war. He's only behind Manny Machado in war in the MLB. It's a 4.1 war, Machado 4.3, narrowly overjudged right now, was a 4.0. And also, you look at the traditional stats, or the semi-traditional stats. Anyway, Rafi Devers has more extra base hits than Judge. He's second in the American League to Jose Ramirez by one. Uh, total bases, he's just behind Aaron Judge. OPS, he's, you know, in the top five, top six. So anyway, he's in the conversation. And with that in mind, I went to his friend, his teammate, Xander Bogarts. Xander Bogarts, yes, he returns to the Brad Foe Show, friend of the Brad Foe Show. You might know him from such educational films as the podcast he did in spring training for over 40 minutes with the Brad Foe Show. Always a joy to have Xander on. Got him talking about uh, for you know about five minutes talking about Rafi Devers about how far he's come how he he views him and then to cap it off I went to a pitcher who actually faced him or I went to a pitcher for their perspective of Rafi Devers so I went to Austin Davis who's a really insightful thoughtful guy and he talked about when he faced him in Double A uh, it's remarkable he actually remembers this one at bat against Rafi Devers because of the scouting report that he got for Devers and he goes back and, and explains. Listen, if you want to talk about, you want to power rank the hitters, you want to power rank the top players, well, you start with war. And you know what? When MVP voters do their voting, usually that's what they do. Okay, so let's kick it off talking to Xander Bogarts, who talks about his teammate, Rafi Devers. The best of him. But this is like sort of next level. This is. This is. And, And it's next level, but you knew he was capable of doing it. You know, uh, and I feel like he can even be more next level. I mean, that's that's just how highly I think of him. Uh, I see him work on a daily basis. If he can just manage the zone, maybe a little bit better. But I mean, but he has that gift of swinging at bad pitches. Well, think about this: a year ago. He got 45 straight fastballs, or whatever it was from Houston. Mm-hmm. He figured that out. Mm-hmm. You know, like this—he's evolved as a hitter, right? I mean, he's—he's he's been exceptional for a while now, man. But I think this year he's definitely been—he uh, started off a little slow, you know. But he, he, I feel like he kind of always does that, and once he gets going, he, he kind of gets going for a long time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this year he's. Uh, I mean, it's, it was always in him. You can always see like he has that ability or or that capacity to do stuff like this, you know. And it's it's crazy. It's fun to see. Am I stupid for suggesting that he might be like in the MVP conversation? No, I don't think so. Because I mean, we know we know what he does as the year gets continue to. We saw he's getting closer to uh, uh, the finish line, uh, and he just has a has a tremendous ability and. 
this year it's really fun to see him kind of put everything he, together. He again. likes being compared to those guys, I would say maybe. I mean, everyone does. Yeah, I mean, it's not like it's not like he he would like be mad if he don't, you know, if he don't get that recognition or anything like that. Because in his head, I mean, in, in everyone's head, they know that he's up there with the best, you know. And as I said, maybe sometimes people prefer to choose other names, but. If you want to go on numbers, he's right there or either better than some of the best. Well, I'm calling you a top two shortstop in the game, um, and I will call him a top five hitter. Would you agree with me? I mean, or, I mean, I don't have to put you on the spot, but maybe a top ten hitter. Yeah, top ten? Yeah. I went down the list, all right, so he's like fifth or sixth in OPS. And is the guys ahead of him? I would actually. T I'm not going to ask you to, that to take the guys ahead of him, but I would. You know, I think that he's emerged into like in terms of hitter. Uh, to basically, he's definitely a top three. Yeah. Right. Basically, yeah. Top two, top three. Okay, but here's the thing, like. He, our good friend Ian Brown said this on Twitter. He said, "It feels like when or you were on this. It feels like when Ortiz got up, where you like something's gonna happen here." Does yeah, it, with him it's the same. It's the same. It's just they're different swing types. You know, one is more aggressive than the other. I feel like Ortiz had, I mean, better eyes, more experience. He kind of knew what they wanted to do with yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Rafi just had that. He just has that. Uh, that gift that he can still swing at bad pitches and still get good results, you know I mean? It's kind of like a Vladdy. I'm, I'm not saying like Vladdy. Vladdy no, no, was no. more... A oh, lot yeah. of bad pitches. The older, older, the older, 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 older yeah. Yeah, yeah, but he swings hard and I mean everything he hits is barreled and it's, yeah. it's crazy. So the last thing is, if you had to say, because like, we talk about how good he is, right? And when, I remember Mookie saying, well the reason why I was Rafi was hitting behind him, right? Mm -hmm. He was like, oh, that's what he was on a tear. Mm -hmm. This is one of the reasons why Mookie was good. I mean, he, Mookie said that. So going from there, as good as he was, what is the thing this year that he's as good as that you've seen him be, he, that he's even better at? Hitting-wise? Yeah. Yeah, and obviously he's better defensively. Uh, I mean, not, not missing a lot of mistakes. You know, us as hitters, sometimes uh, we sit on different pitches and you miss the fast one, you're like, oh shit, you know? But when he gets his pitch, he's, he's barely, either it's a hit or he's hit hard at someone, but I feel like not a lot of foul balls, you know? And That's true. Yeah, I don't feel like, I mean, you, obviously in the game, you'll see some of us, you know? I mean, he'll have some games where it's not always on point, but for the most part, when you get that pitch, it's, it's, it's damage. Yeah, well, see you in Los Angeles. All right, good stuff from Xander once again. And as we said, you know, I uh, I want to talk a little bit about Devers with a pitcher. And also should mention, at the very end of that Bogarts conversation, you might have heard me say, see you in L.A., see you in Los Angeles. Well, you know, he's not going to get voted in. Maybe this is a whole other podcast about the American League uh, or the All-Star voting about this whole process, the whole All-Star dynamic. Well, you know, I still think Bogarts is going to become an All-Star. Uh, Devers obviously will be there. But, you know, this is the apathy of the Red Sox voters um, or the, the fan base in compared to what it used to be, I mean, it's put on display. I mean, this is, again, this is maybe a whole other podcast. We're sticking with Devers. We're sticking with with the perception of Rafi Devers right now. And the next thing we're going to do is we're going to talk to a pitcher who has uh, a unique perspective of one of the best hitters in the American League. 
you you saw him from afar. You saw him last year. You've seen him this year. What's like? What jumps out to you about him? Besides leading the league in war. Yeah, yeah. Leading the league in war probably tops it. No, I think uh, there's no variance with him like day to day. He's you know personality and stuff is not what I mean. I mean like on the field. I think a lot of really good players will have spurts where they're really great and spurts where they're pretty good. It feels like Rafi's the same guy every single day and every at-bat looks pretty much the same. And if he gets the pitch to hit, he hits it. And if he doesn't, he'll still probably hit it and, and go from there. So I think he's just a special player where his level of excellence is just way higher than everyone else. The, um, we love doing lists, top five top ten I mean it's fair to like he's in the conversation for I mean whether whether you want top five or top ten hitters right yeah for sure yeah well, he's number one well, he's number one, one there. Yeah. all right yeah. all right yeah. what um is it like a guy like him like do you see as a pitcher do you look at him I mean you must look at hitters all the time and yeah like but you're like oh how would I yeah, well, I did face him once in double-A. I think I got him out. I have to go back and look. But The fact that you remember, probably. <laughs> well, I remember facing him because he uh, had a different approach than other lefties. He was willing to burn you away. So a lot of lefties that are really good hitters, yeah. big-time hitters, you can just work away and then, you know, you'd be safe. But with him, early in the count, I remember this kind of report was, he'll take your fastball and hit it off the left center wall. Yeah. And then if he gets something to pull, he'll pull it. And so I remember asking, well, what do you throw? <laughs> and I think I remember, I, I think I threw him a backup slider. I'd have to go back and look. And uh, It's amazing I think I got that. Yeah. Well, it was the only time I faced him. I know. It's and then, uh, yeah. But now if I face them, I mean, throw it. Try and throw your best stuff and pray is really how I would approach it. You know, it's like, I'm going to rip him a slider and try and rip a heater and, and hope that he hits it at someone. It's kind of the old scouting report of throw it down the middle and hope for the best because if you try and do something else, I'll probably hit it anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks. Okay, everybody, once again, thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. Please do so. We're going to keep cranking these out uh, in case you missed it after the game, the last game in Toronto. We did one with Nick Pavetta, Alex Verdugo, talking about the bench-clearing brouhaha, you know, whatever you want to call it. And I thought that was a that was an interesting game. It was a fun game to watch. It was a fun game to talk to the guys after. And we had it all for you in the Bradford Show. We'll keep doing this after games. And also, keep in mind, every Friday we're going to be doing a Baseball Isn't Boring podcast. I'm really looking forward to that because it's just, you know, we just dive into the week of, listen, this is why baseball's awesome. And uh, do it with... Coop, my man Coop, and then Courtney Finnicum, newcomer to the Bradfoe Show. She's going to be joining us for the Baseballs and Boring Podcast. And also, this episode, surprise, surprise, the Johnny Gums is going to join because there is a topic they're going to be talking about, which is there is no better person in baseball to talk about this topic. All right, subscribe, listen, you know the works. This is the Bradfoe Show.